on a chilly February afternoon in the quiet English village of Kulketh. A couple walking their dogs in the local park stumbles onto a gruesome sight, the savagely stabbed body of a teenage girl face down in the mud. She is soon identified as 16-year-old Brianna Jai, a beloved local child, an aspiring young dancer with big dreams ahead. But Brianna's bright future has been horrifically cut short. Over 20 brutal stab wounds cover her petite frame. For investigators, the question looms, what kind of unfathomable evil could have driven such a violent personal attack on one so young and innocent? A lot of you guys probably know what we're doing here tonight. I've been wanting to do this story for a while. It has came to a conclusion now. Has it? The murder, pretty much, besides a little bit of news. And it pretty much came to a conclusion on the 20th of December. And I've been not only looking at this story, but also, if you guys remember, we've been doing headlines. And this has came up a few times, this story. And obviously, we're talking about the the Brianna Jai story. Have we talked about this? Yeah, yeah. We've talked. There was a couple of headlines we did. Oh, oh, this is like a recent like headlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Case. Okay. But yes, yeah, I'll headlines probably case. know what you're talking about when you start talking about it. All right. Tonight we're going to uh, February 11th, 2023. I do not know how to pronounce this park name, but it's the Coolkith, and this is in Warrington, England, the Coolkith Linear Park. It is a kind of an out out there park. It's not like a park you think of where there's like lots of dogs and kids. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Hmm, okay. You know, but it is a popular running park. And this is where we're going to today, the Feb- February 11th, 2023. This is a Saturday and it is in the middle of the day. So I'm starting the story in the middle of the day. So what possibly could go on in the middle of the day around 2.30? Tea time. Tea time. <laughs> That's funny because the killers who were caught... As you'll see, their text messages, they would go from morbid kind of talking about death, murder to, okay, l- let me let me get back with you in an hour because it's tea time. Interesting. <laughs> hey, Heidi. What's up, Heidi? Linear Park, around 3 o'clock, 2.30 p.m., multiple witnesses hear these blood-curdling screams. Now, this isn't a public park. There are people walking their dogs. There are people running. There are people pushing their kids, baby pushers, their balloons, all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's public park. People are having picnics. And all of a sudden, you hear the screams of what it sounds like somebody is getting slaughtered. Blood-curdling screams. Oh, boy. One park goer would say this. We heard such an awful wailing and screeching. At one point, they turned loud and frantic like mad chaotic energy. Then, dead silence. Dead silence. Those horrifying screams will haunt me without end that we couldn't reach her. Other witnesses also reported hearing, quote, piercing desperate screams around the same time as this attack takes place. A married couple walking their dogs in this park eventually came across the body of a 16-year-old girl named Brianna Jai. Okay, she is face down and she is bloody. She has been stabbed multiple times. She is the one who was screaming 
about 30 minutes prior. Jeez. The couple rush over there. She is laying face down in the mud off the walking path. There's like a little old trussle bridge looking thing. There's two paths. One goes through and kind of down a hill. The other one goes up the hill. She was on the upper hill, pushed off to the side in the mud. It looked like whoever did this was trying to cover up the body because there was like wood planks and stuff like tossed in that direction. But also, when the witnesses, the two dog walkers, the married couple, when they were walking upon this scene, before they even get there, they see the body lying there, and and they're like 50 yards away. They see two people with blood all over them run off. So the killers seem to be right there, and they were spotted, and then they run off in the other direction. Mm -hmm. Very brazen. Yeah. Right? So who do you think would do something that brazen? I mean, this is 2.30 p.m. in a public park. Now, granted, her body was found a little off the beaten path, but it's still a public park. And multiple witnesses heard those, quote, piercing, desperate screams. Feels like it maybe would have been a more spur of the moment thing since it was so public and broad daylight type of a situation. Yeah. All right. See, Nicole, if you remember... This, because we have done headlines with this girl, but this is Brianna Jai, Brianna, then G-H-E-Y. Okay, do you remember the picture? Yeah, you remember that picture. We had talked about her, and it's been a couple articles that had came up. This is a quote from the couple, the married couple who found Brianna's body. Now, everyone heard the scream, but no one could see where it was coming from. And eventually, these dog walkers come across the body, and this is what they say. We knew immediately something tragic had happened. Seeing that poor girl not moving, it was absolutely harrowing, and I can't erase the sight from my memory, the the woman of the couple later told the media. Your instant thought is hoping beyond hope there can be something you can do to help, but it was very clearly far too late, her husband said. Mm -hmm. Brianna was pronounced dead at 4.02 p.m., she had been stabbed with a 13-centimeter hunting knife. And let me show you that right now because it doesn't seem that big, and it's really not. But this is uh, what the 13-centimeter hunter hunting knife. I mean, it's really not that oh, large. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not a big knife. Sorry, guys. Like a paring knife? Yeah. I mean, it's a hunting knife, but it's... Yeah. I mean, you know, they use a weird um, metric system. Uh, yeah. No, no, Yeah, they use the metric system. So That whole British thing. <laughs> so it's... uh. It's about a six inch blade, it looks like, but a little smaller, probably like four, four and a half inch blade. Brianna was pronounced dead at 4.02 p.m., 28 times stabbed in the neck, the face, head, and chest. The attack and her body was described by police as, quote, extreme overkill due to the large number of stab wounds, 28 times. And we know that two people did this because there were two people that ran off. By the time first responders arrived, Brianna had already been dead. Now, let's talk about this, this girl, the 16-year-old girl, Brianna. Brianna Jai is her name. Well, she's obviously a young teenager. She's got long, like, reddish hair, glasses. Can you tell that she's transgendered? No. So she is transgendered, but as I was watching her TikToks and stuff like that, she's kind of TikTok famous or was, Mm -hmm. 31,000 followers. 
but she always wore perfect makeup and she would do makeup tutorials and stuff like that. Huh. So that's what I meant. Like she um, accentuates her, her feminine features. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That, a good way of saying it. Yeah. That's a great way of saying it. But I will say being a 16 year old and she transitioned when she was 14. So she was a boy, right? Or she, she is still, she hasn't got the surgery is what I meant. Got it. Okay. So, she came, she came out as transgendered at the age of 14. She's now 16 on the day of her death, mm-hmm. and she identified as a female, but she hasn't went through the surgery. Right. Okay. Gotcha. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. You did a good job navigating that one. I know that wasn't. <laughs> You're like, what do I say? Uh, you, you, you did a good job. No, I, let okay. me just say one thing right quick. One thing, no matter what your belief is in gender reassignment and all that stuff, this is a 16-year-old child. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about Brianna's life. Now, we're talking about her as a whole as a teenage individual. Okay. She was described by loved ones as bubbly, kind-hearted, and lovable. However, she seemed really confident. If you watch her TikToks, which I'm sure that's not easy in in her situation too. To well, if confident. you watch her TikToks, which someone had re-uploaded, but the TikTok her account was taken down, I guess after this happened. But you can see that she's real confident when she's doing makeup tutorials and and she does the dancing, you know, how the TikTok people do dancing and stuff like that, challenges or whatever. Sure. She seems really confident. However, the mother who completely supported her transition would say that she was far from confident. She was actually struggling with who she was and she wouldn't go out of the house at all. She was TikTok famous, 31,000 followers, and she would get a lot of love from those followers. People would love what she's doing, you know, go girl, get, you know, do you, but she'd also get a lot a lot of hate. I bet she did. A lot of hate with that. Was and, she labeled like on her TikTok? God dang. Was she? Uh-huh. Did she uh, say on her TikTok that she was transgendered? Like, was yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Like her, her. She was outwardly. Yeah, she was outwardly with it. Yeah. Um, okay. And Just this, curious. and this has only been two years since she decided to go that way, yeah. right? But her mother Esther started noticing she had all these quote teenage worries, lots of anxiety, and a lot of people have this. And I'm not saying it's anything to do with the transgender thing, but she had some mental health issues going on. She was self-harming. She had an eating disorder. She was doing a dabbling a little bit in drugs. And, you know, uh, being a teenager is or being a kid nowadays, man. Exactly. It's hard. She took to the social media like a lot of the kids do. She didn't hang out with too many friends outside of her house. She had a lot of friends, Mm. but she would mainly just be on that social media platform. That's how she would communicate. What I'm trying to say is she at this point in her life, she's very vulnerable yeah. When she t- went, now we're talking about like her life in general, and then we're going to get back to what happened. When she came out to her mother, this is what the mother said. Brianna told me that she needed to tell me something. She said, mom, I'm a girl. I identify as female. There was no hesitation from me. I just said, okay. I told Brianna that she is my child regardless of gender. One of the things that's really sad about this case, if you really want to, to see heartbreak and see how much people love this this uh, this girl, the father reading a prepared statement. It is the most heartbreaking thing. He can hardly not get out every other word, mm. and he is like struggling so hard to do it. But you could tell that that family loved 
Brianna and a lot of other people did too. That is one of the big things I found with this case. Like the people really loved her. She was real nice to people. She would always wave. She would always say, hey, but she was struggling inside. She was struggling with with her own emotional problems. Right. And a lot of that is being a teenager and transgender. I mean, think about it. She was bullied quite a bit at school for it. So anyway, the family gave her full support. She grew out her hair. She wore girls clothes and she started doing makeup daily. She would always have a fresh face on, the perfect amount of makeup, and she was an expert at it. She would be teaching teenage girls how to apply their makeup. They would watch her videos just for that reason. She was an expert at that. And that's what she was going to go to college for. She was actually going to college this year at the age of 16. Wow. That's how smart she was. So she was going to college to study media, beauty, and hair. She was called strong, fearless, and one of a kind by her family. Emma Fortune, who works at an optician's, said that she had met Brianna and her mother last year. She said, Brianna looked gorgeous with her hair down and her makeup. Her little face lit up when I told her how beautiful she looked. When I found out she'd been killed, it was awful. I was so upset. Her mom will be devastated. Now, on the day of the murder, she was walking casually to meet a couple friends, and she seemed excited and happy like always. However, This day, February 11th, would be different. Her life was abruptly cut short. All right, let's talk about on the morning of the murder. Saturday, February 11th, Brianna leaves her home in the village of Coqueth, and she goes to the local library. Now, she's actually going to go meet a friend at the library, and then they're going to go to the park. She was captured on CCTV wearing her signature fluffy white jacket and a a gray and plaid, uh, what do you call it, Uh, like the green and it's like the schoolgirl uniform. Um, Jumper? No, it's the, I can't remember what it's called. The kilt? It looks like a kilt, but it's a skirt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Around 2 p.m., Brianna boards the bus. She heads through the library by herself. This is the first time she's ever been on a bus by herself. The last text message her mom ever got from her daughter was, quote, I am on the bus by myself. I'm scared. So was she going? So the library was out of town or it was just like too far to just walk to the li- local library? Yeah, it's a it's about a t- uh, 30 minute uh, bus ride. Oh, I wow. think. Yeah. Okay. And then from the library, you would walk 10 minutes to get to the linear park. So, OK. That's what she was going to do. Now, this was the first time she rode the bus, and the mother was actually really happy when she got that uh, message, I'm on the bus by myself and I'm scared, because she knows that her daughter's going to college next year, and mm. she knows that she just decided to jump in. I'm, I'm, I'm brave. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to ride the bus by oh. myself. Oh, so, so, But that was the last message that she would ever get from her daughter. At the library bus stop, she meets up with a female friend, a a school friend, along with a teenage boy that she had never met before. The trio begins walking the 10-minute stroll to Linear Park. They pass some shops and restaurants along the way. They stop in a gas station. They get some Dr. Pepper, some candies. She gets a pack of brownies, and then they continue on to the park. Now, before... I'm not sure if it was this time, pretty positive it was, but two weeks ago, she was invited to this park by the girl as well to do cocaine. So perhaps I would imagine the 
the situation here is they were going to do cocaine together. Which I saw that and I was like, damn, kids are doing cocaine now? What the fuck? Crazy. We talked about kids doing fentanyl the other day. Nuts, man. Witnesses remember Brianna walking to the park because out of all three of them, Brianna was the one who was smiling and waving at passerby. And the other two, they just had their heads down like they didn't want to be seen. Fast forward an hour later, she is dead. She is found by the dog walkers, 28 times stabbed in the head, neck, and body. So was the the, the girl that you said that she was with, this was a friend? Yeah, or? it was a friend. This was the killer and her one of her only friends that she hung out with outside of uh Wow. Class. So she really trusted this person. Now, the boy, she didn't know. It was a friend of, you know, her girlfriend, right? Wow. But she trusted this girl, which is really effed up. By 7.30 p.m. the next day, two 15-year-old classmates of Brianna's were arrested and charged with her gruesome murder. Two 15-year-olds, all right? It was a boy and a girl killer. Those Jeez. were the... And one of them was her... Best friend. friend. Yeah, one of her best friends. She was stabbed 28 times, and the cops eventually found that they had planned this for several weeks, quote, if not months. Wow. Opposite of what I was thinking earlier with it being like broad daylight type of a thing. Yeah, I know. Brianna's death, according to the prosecutor, Leanne Gallagher, was, quote, extremely brutal and punishing. Let's talk about the killers right quick. The identities of the killers... The two 15-year-olds, they're still protected at this time. Because they're underage. Because they're underage. I thought they were going to release the names, but they have not released the names of the killer. killers or the families. But I'm going to tell you everything that I found out about them, okay? Okay. When they were first arrested and questioned, they gave conflicting accounts, and then eventually they started blaming each other. You know what's interesting? Have you ever thought about this? Sorry to, to like take us off track for just another moment. When you think about it, so I know that like the public doesn't know, but obviously the classmates would know who they are, because they're all of a sudden the people who aren't showing back up to school. Oh, yeah, they know. You know what I mean? I mean, if you if you would dig for 10 minutes on social accounts, you'd find it. You know, right? Okay, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, I know it's just not widely yeah, published. Yeah, I could find it, it but you know, we're not trying to like, do anything untoward and release the name. So we're just saying yeah. if somebody wanted to. But if it was like on the daily news or something, then I would say it. But I mean, yeah. I'm not trying. You know what? Yeah, yeah, we're not trying to like out. Though. I mean, I'm just saying. No, you got to think too, man. Like in these situations, like these are 15 year old kids, man. Like now their lives are lost too. Yeah. They've just fucked up their entire life. Exactly. I mean, they took someone else's and they've ruined so their whole it's everything. Not just, For it's, what? It's not just Brianna's family that's suffering. It's also the, the family of these killers Yeah, that, you know, I mean, and I'm telling you in 2015, in 15, 20 years from now, they're going to have so much remorse and hate for what they did. You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to sit there and as they think about it, think about it and think about their life and how they're locked up and all this stuff, they're going to feel, you know, they're going to know they did something terrible. Yeah. But, you know, kids, they were arrested, questioned. First, they were saying we had nothing to do with it. And then they started blaming each other. The boy is 
labeled as Y. The girl is labeled as X. Um, it wasn't me, I swear. This was all X's idea, the male suspect claimed, while the female stated similarly, he killed Brianna. I had nothing to do with this. I did find a couple things that were interesting about these two killers. Both of them were diagnosed with some disorders. The boy who was arrested, the 15-year-old boy, was immediately diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. His lawyer actually said that, quote, he has struggled profoundly to comprehend his arrest and the gravity of these proceedings given his disabilities. Now, I do want to say they did know what they were doing and calculated this for months, most likely. I mean, this and was you're gonna very, see. It, right, well, if it was well planned out. But I did see, I did find it kind of weird because usually when someone gets arrested, yeah, like they have this disorder, like depression or ADHD or whatever, but not autism. It's like, oh, they have autism. It, but it's like they didn't know that before. It's like they were just diagnosed with autism when they got arrested. Hmm. It's kind of weird. Yeah. The girl displayed autistic traits as well and possible ADHD. Her lawyer said, quote, she grapples with volatile outbursts and emotional regulation issues tied to her neurodevelopment disorders. Both teens came from a stable middle-class family with no history of violence or run-ins with the law. They grew up in the same village as Brianna, and they had been close friends since the age of 11. Now, think about it. That's only four years, right? They've been close friends since 11. It seems like a long time, but they're only 15, so they've been close friends for four years. Mm -hmm. And now they're each blaming each other on the murder. However, we know exactly what went down because of text messages, text messages and Snapchat messages. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Now, I do want to say these killers, they're teenagers, as you're going to see, they really thought they'd get away with this. They called the cops shit after the murder. They said that uh, they're not going to catch us. The cops are shit here. You know what I'm saying? Like, they really... They knew what was going on. Yeah, they know what they did. It's, it's, dude, some of these kid murderers, it's like they're so confident that they would get away with it, you know? Mm. I mean, all right, can you read the from The Guardian? <laughs> Sorry, I'm John's next podcast snapped killers caught via snapchat oh, I love that. <laughs> there you go i know there you guys you are go. probably like why is this dude releasing so many podcasts i i'm living my dream man i love the alien abduction because <laughs> we're, bu- we're buying a new house like in days uh, yeah, it's true, he's man. like he gotta hustle it's true i'm hustling dude i'm working a tit load working my ass off yeah. um i wake shit. up in the middle of the night where'd you go he's at the dining room table working from the guardian the girl only referred to as x met brianna in november of 2022 she told the boy why that she was obsessed with brianna whom she described as really different she told the boy in december of 2022 quote i'm obsessed over someone i know but don't have feelings for them She's called Brianna. I don't know how to explain. Also, she has a dick, LOL. So this is really important, this message here. So she's obsessed with about someone she knows. She doesn't have feelings from some... She doesn't have feelings for them. That person is Brianna. So, like, is she unsure if she's, like, sexually attracted to... Yeah, that's... There's, like, a sexual confusion right now? That is so important why I really wanted to talk about this, because 
I mean, this one right here. I'm obsessed over someone I know but don't have feelings from for them. She's called Brianna. There was an obsession there. I don't know if it was sexual or what, but it could have been like guilt. You remember Jeffrey Dahmer was he felt so guilty being gay and mm-hmm. stuff like that? Like just a horrible guilt. Like you you're confused. You think something's wrong with you. So maybe this girl was feeling that something was wrong with her. Like she shouldn't be attracted to 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 Brianna. But she becomes obsessed, obsessed mm-hmm. with her. In their exchanges, which were read to the jury, Y, which is the boy, sometimes referred to Brianna as it, asking the girl, is it a femboy or a tranny? The girl told him that Brianna was trans and that she sounded, quote, just like a girl and looked really pretty. Then this is what the boy writes back. Y wrote, tell me what you feel when you interact with it. X said that, quote, she got nervous and stuff, but her heart felt normal. Y responded, quote, I don't think you're necessarily in love, but think you're more curious and intrigued by its unnatural nature. So there's a lot of confusion here. So there's one, the girl, X, does not know. She cannot tell if she is sexually attracted to Brianna. She's nervous around her, but her heart feels normal, like... So she's not sure if there's a, an attraction there and why the boy is trying to basically like tell her, no, you're not like assuring her she's not sexually attracted to it. Always using the word it never uses a the correct pronoun. So it's really weird, man. And that also like it brings back the reality of this case, man. It was two kids that killed another kid. Yeah. These kids are just as effing confused. You see it right here. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sticking up for them, but holy shit. By January 2023, the girl's interest in Brianna had, quote, turned darker. It was then that the girl, X, started to talk about killing Brianna with an overdose of pills, saying people, quote, already know she is depressed and shit, so nobody would get sus, suspicious, end quote. I mean, this is such a this is such a crazy time to be alive. Holy shit! Yeah. I'm not saying good or bad, but damn, this is crazy time to be alive, man. You know what I'm saying? All there's so much shit out there. All the you know the technology and social media and all the shit and just all the turbulence. You know, I mean, it's a great time to be alive too because it's like cr- you know. I don't think it's a good time to be alive. You don't? No. I do, man. We got that fucking 4K projector, dude. <laughs> Dude, hey man, you want to be alive in the 60s where you had like a black and white TV? Our shit's no, 4K no. on mean, the wall, baby. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be growing up right now. Shram was saying earlier, like, we, what was it? What did you say? I'm so glad to have grown up when I did. I, I would agree with that. I think being a kid in this generation is pretty bleak. Like, yeah, there's all this technology, but you've never known life without social media or the internet. Mm. The planet, it like, this was the hottest year Every month on record and, and P, like world's going to shit. Yeah, but they were saying the world's going to shit. No, you know, 30, no, 40 but years like, ago. For real this time. No, they <laughs> said it was for real that time. Oh, fucking desert the, storm. Oh, the ozone layer. I get it. But I'm just saying like the ice caps are melting like we're fucked. Your people are dying because it's so hot outside in the summer. This is, uh, you know, it's. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be. No, I think you're just. I think you're just. I don't know. 
Uh, Shram says, in my high school, there was a one trans girl. She grew up, fully transitioned, had a doc made about her, started doing porn. Holy shit. Jeez. That's crazy. She was so fucking funny, witty. You know, I want to say, I grew up in fucking Gilbert, South Carolina. I never heard of a trans person ever huh. in school. I, I didn't know what, I didn't know people could do that. Like, that was the last. We it wasn't gra- something that I, like, was something that was prominent where I was too. But then again, it was an all-girls Catholic school, you know? Our class, this is like how outdoor, backdoor my school was. We had one black person that graduated with us that was crazy crazy <laughs> i mean he was he was everyone's friend great basketball player but it was crazy that's just what we lived in you know i mean you're talking about like big trucks mud trucks like fucking rifles shotguns going off all the time like this country bumpkin living man i had no idea what a trans person was never even heard of the term tranny or femboy any of that shit you know uh, did you back then I mean, I knew what it was, but it was, I mean, again, I I went to a small Catholic all-girl school, so I would say it was a pretty limited view, but it was, it was diverse. Even in my church, even in my church, like you would, you're not gay. You are not gay. Well, that's where they would send you to camp to be like, (laughs) you just need to pray harder, son. Jesus. So at this point, the 15-year-old girl who is obsessed with Brianna has all these mixed up emotions of her own. She starts turning that obsession into hate and and at the same time befriending her Mm. and at the same time trying to kill her. Once she overdosed Brianna with ibuprofen and she, as as her mother Esther later recalled, thought Brianna was going to die. She had no idea that her daughter was deliberately drugged and overdosed. And the the girl said she thought it would be enough to kill her off. You have to take a lot of ibuprofen to... Well, apparently she did. And the mother thought she had a appendicitis mm. because it was so bad. Quote, in real pain and thought she was going to die, end quote. So she could have died right there. Everyone probably would have just thought it was appendicitis and this girl would have got away with it scot-free. I mean, she almost killed her. And and they're friends. She had no idea that she had drugged her drink or whatever. Wow. Nuts, right? Wow. The 15-year-old female killer also got into some other stuff. She downloaded an app off the App Store, which allowed her to get into the dark web. I'm guessing it's like a Tor browser or maybe like a version of the Tor browser. Mm. And she found on the dark web torture videos. Quote, I love watching torture vids, real ones on the dark web. So she started watching torture videos. She is confused about her feelings. On January 28th, she arranged to meet Brianna in the park, telling her they were going to get high on cocaine. At the last minute, Brianna texted and said she couldn't come. And the girl texts the text the boy and is completely pissed off and just shit i really wanted to kill her today i'm just so fucking excited to kill her and she had these family plans jesus according to the prosecutors the female teen killer was aware of brianna's mental health issues and they had been quote friends She had callously plotted to take advantage by luring Brianna with an offer of drugs, exploiting her illnesses. The female suspect became obsessed with Brianna. 
and discussed wanting to slit Brianna's throat or dismember her. Jesus Christ. In the girls' bedrooms, notes about serial killers, Jeffrey Dahmer and Richard Ramirez were found. Or she texted the boy on February 10th saying that, quote, she was excited as fuck to kill Brianna. Now, let's talk about the planning and cover-up, because the planning's pretty deep. Now, we know all this from messages. The note found in Girl X's bedroom after her arrest said, quote, Meet Boy Y at Wooden Posts 1 p.m. Walk down to library, bus stop. Wait until Brianna gets off bus, then the three of us walk to Linear Park. Go to the pipe tunnel area. I say code word to Boy Y. He stabs her in the back as I stab her in the stomach. Boy Y drags the body into the area. We both cover up the area with logs, etc. That's crazy. Uh, so she literally wrote out her entire plan? In the boys' bedroom, the hunting knife was found in a heavily blood-stained jacket and trainers. In the girls' bedroom, a crumpled note was found, and that's what you just read. At 3.06 p.m., Brianna is most likely dead, but her phone was used to send Girl X a message on Snapchat that said, Girl, where are you? And then Girl X used her phone to receive the message, so it looked like you know she wasn't there. I mean, for planning something for months, they don't think about data cell towers. They don't think about... Message retrievals. They don't know how how, like they don't really understand exactly, man. See, I think they just watch these serial killer documentaries, and yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you should like really plan out how to do this shit, but dude, if you're gonna do it, like fucking at least understand about like you know triangulation of cell towers. It's a good thing they didn't, because then they were able to get caught. Exactly. At the scene was also found, which also kind of brings it home that these are all kids. A bunch of candy wrappers and, and Dr. Pepper bottles. Jesus. Can you uh, can you read um, these next four? The court heard the two defendants exchanged messages shortly after 11 p.m. in which the girl, at, girl X asked Boy Y, do you have anxiety about getting caught? When Boy Y replied, probably, Girl X responded, you're not going to get caught. Don't worry. Police are shit here. Shite. Shite. That whole British thing. Oh, they really say it like that? Shite. Yeah. Oh. The next day, girl X messaged Brianna saying, girl, is everything okay? Some teenage girl got killed in Linear Park and it's on the news everywhere. And and this is, so she is texting the day after she killed Brianna, texting Brianna's phone and asking her if she's okay. She's trying to cover it up. And then she says, quote, and why did you ditch us for some random man from Manchester? Like WTF, that is so fucked up. She's trying to say that some man from Manchester, you know, met her. The mother of Girl X actually called the police because she knew her daughter was lying. Girl X was with her at the time she called the police and told the police operator that they had been sitting on a bench in the park when Brianna looked at her phone and she needed to meet some boy, a 17-year-old from Manchester, who was going to meet her in his car. She said Brianna had just stormed off and that was the last time she saw her. Girl X also posted a tribute to Brianna on Snapchat a day after she killed her, describing her as a, quote, amazing friend, end quote. So that's awful. But the story gets a little more effed up. In the girl's room was also a list with five names on it, a kill list of other people they wanted to kill. All children, all kids. Now, we don't know the exact names or ages because that's all classified 
But it was... This was not just going to be a one-time deal, even. Well, one boy actually escaped death. This boy, a teen, called who they called a nonce. What's a nonce? I don't know. N-O-N-C-E, nonce. Should we know what this is? It's probably like a gay boy or some slang like that because he was gay. Oh, it's a prison slang for a rapist or child molester. Oh, that's weird. I mean, this boy is like 14, 15. Huh. This boy, who they called a nonce, they wanted to hang him with a rope in Linear Park. They actually tried to lure him to Linear Park with a fake Instagram account. Now, this is right before the murder of Brianna. But the court was told that the boy soon blocked the fake account. And so X said, quote, if we can't get E tomorrow, we can kill Brianna. Y agreed. The jury heard saying, yeah, it'll be easier. And I want to see if it will scream like a man or a girl. Jesus. Also found in her room were other notes about killing the five other children. Quote, give them alcohol with sleeping pills, slit throat, dismember body, place places pieces in bin bags, end quote. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She said, quote, we can make fake accounts and message him from Insta and that if he doesn't come through, then we just kill Brianna. So, I mean, this 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 guy, if he didn't realize this was sketchy and he blocked their instagram account he would have been dead you know both the killers decided brianna would make a easier victim anyway quote yeah it'll be easier and i want to see if it will scream like a man or a girl um i said that they found notes from serial killers that they had written down like ted bunny and jeffrey dahmer and in a text message between the two killers, quote, those guys are legends. They knew how to make people suffer. That's what the girl said. Now, remember, she's into torture videos. Jesus. We should definitely start keeping notes in a journal about it like Bundy did. Yeah, true. And take Polaroid souvenirs from each person we get like trophies. Who do they think they are? Like, not <laughs> just like I'm trying to glorify other serial killers, but it's like... They are idolizing them and their kids. Uh, fucking nuts, man. <laughs> kids are fucked up, man. I mean, think about it. I'm not saying any, there's not one thing, but let's just look at. Now, I'm not saying this bad because we play these video games, but like the video games, you could literally like on Grand Theft Auto, you go and kill a bunch of fucking cops and shit, you know, and just anyone you want. And and it's now getting so photorealist realistic you can't even tell it's not real life. <laughs> Jesus. Holy shit. That's why you see all these fucking kids walking in school as school shooters, right? With like anime stickers on their ma- on their uh rifle magazines and having a stance like they're in motherfucking Call of Duty. I'm like, where did you learn to shoot like that? Like where did you learn to clear a room like that? Like you fucking been training with Delta Force. Like, what the fuck? You know how that um, one trans girl um, recently shot up that school? Uh, Audrey. Mm -hmm. You see how she walked in there? She walked in there like it was in Call of Duty, man. If you see the video of her walking into the school with that low profile going straight forward. I mean, that's that's how soldiers are trained. That's how I was trained to clear a room. Like, how the fuck does a 15 year old girl learn how to do that shit? Like, how the fuck? You know, <laughs> for real, I don't know. it's fucking nuts, man. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll dispose of the body by cutting, by chopping it up with an axe. <laughs> then they started practicing luring several targets, which they were unsuccessful with. 
But this is what one of them said. Make the Insta profile inviting. Come and get drunk with us. We'll have a fun time. The male instructed for the fake account to ensnare the boy target. The girl says, quote, I want my turn next time for first cuts. This was after Brianna's murder. So they thought they were going to get away with it. And then next time she wanted first cuts. Jesus. So what do you think? Kind of crazy. It's a lot more than I thought it was. You yeah, know? I didn't know any. I mean, I didn't know a lot about it, but certainly didn't know that they had a list of five targets that they yeah. were planning on making this like a rampage. Like a, they thought they were going to become murder masterminds together. So this trial actually ended December 20th. Both, both teens, now 16-year-old, 16-year-olds, have been found guilty of the murder of Brianna Jai. The judge, Mrs. Justice Yip, said she would sentence the pair next month. So they haven't been sentenced yet, I'm seeing. And would decide whether to lift reporting restrictions so that the killers could be named. That's what I was waiting for. She told the teenagers that she would have to impose a life sentence, but that she needed to adjourn for further reports to decide on the minimum tariff they must serve. So they're definitely in prison for a long time. Maybe life, but probably not. I mean, they're 15-year-old. They were tried as... I don't think they try people as adults there. I think they just kind of, you know... Mm. But, yeah, they may be named next month. Who knows? But wow. that is uh, pretty much the whole story with it. It sucks because we can't hardly get any information on the killers besides what I gave you. That was still a lot. And, and like, the autopsy's not available or anything like that. So I, I literally pulled everything I could. But that's that's the whole story. If you guys wanted to know about the senseless murder of Brianna Jai, that is all you're going to get. So 16-year-old transitioning to a female. She went from, she was a boy transitioning to a female. Met a friend who became obsessed with her. There was some some conflicting, uh, what do what the uh, scientists call it? Uh, cognitive dissonance about whether, you know, it's like where your brain has like two different views. Like your, your morality has two different things and you're trying to wrestle with it. You can tell she was going through that. Then eventually she just said, fuck it, I'm just going to kill her. Let's kill her. And she had been watching torture videos and idolizing Jeffrey Dahmer, stuff like that. So crazy. Sad. It's nuts. I would never think as a kid to idolize a serial killer. I was idolizing people like Eminem. Not really. That's just the first thing that came to mind. I mean, certainly not serial killers. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And like maybe just because I didn't know about them. maybe people in my class were, but dude, I don't think so. Like, who the fuck knows about... Like, my parents weren't really watching serial killer stuff. I mean, my mom watched, like, Forensic Files. And, like, we watched that stuff all the time. But, you know, I mean, to... Oh, my God. It's fucking nuts, man. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm glad I have dogs. Me too. Me too. So, I hope you guys like that, man. I know it was kind of different, but... No, good story. Um, Thank you. I wanted really to sad. do it because, you know, I've been seeing it on the headlines and... I mean, at the end of the day, this was a uh, this is a kid, man, sixteen year old kid. So no matter what your beliefs are, and another reason I wanted to do it is because I think it's going to become more prevalent. Now, now, trans transgendered people get murdered all the time. There's literally a serial killer like in Houston knocking them off like crazy. That's nothing new, but to have high school kids killing transgendered, I believe is going to become more of a thing now that it's really heated. Like that, that topic is so heated, especially when they killed her. 
Like last year with the whole Bud Light thing and all that stuff, it was real heated, you know? Sad. I mean, so all that hate and stuff. I mean, and so I'm I'm thinking we're going to start seeing a lot of this because kids don't know how to process it, it's, you know? It's sad. I mean, there's, like I said, there's kind of always going to be someone that's, today it's transgendered, tomorrow, you know, it's going to be another yeah. group. And but the, it's just sad. I think the transgendered is just, it got so, it's so much more divided than any other group i i think i don't know i yeah. mean because it's just you know it's just nobody's fucking business it's, it's just, not it's not it's nobody's fucking business yeah people need to do what they need to do for themselves yeah fuck everybody else with that with that i guess i'm gonna go to bed <laughs> yeah it's late for us now what time is it 8 30 fuck <laughs> Uh, well, it's good to see everybody. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for uh, joining us. Good to have you. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, well, that's all I got. So we'll see you tomorrow. And thank you, everyone, for being here. So until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. I kind of run this shit.